Welcome back to another edition of the All Things Bama podcast, powered by BamaCentral.com. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, and I want to say thank you guys. Thank you for listening the past two weeks. Um, we had Jason Caffey on last week uh, talking about his time with the Chicago Bulls. That was a lot of fun. You should go back and listen to that. When He was, uh, he was a part of the, two of the, the three titles, um, the, the second three-peat for the Chicago Bulls, and just playing with Michael Jordan, playing with Scottie Pippen, um, sharing a lot of memories from those two titles. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And this past week, uh, you know, this past week, just a couple days ago, Wednesday, we had Sean Dion Hamilton on here. I want to say thank you guys for listening to that as well. Um, but to get into today's podcast, this is the staff edition. Um, I'm joined by staff writer Joey Blackwell. Um, Joey, we're, we're going to talk about a plethora of different things, just a little hodgepodge here. Um, really glad to have you back on here. Um, how are you holding up right now? I'm doing all right, Tyler. You know, this past weekend was graduation, and um, of course there was no ceremony, but I got to drive out to Georgia to see my you know, family and got to play with my niece for a few days. So, it, But you know, I'm glad to be back at it, glad to be back to work, and uh, glad to be here with you. Yeah, man, you know, congrats to you. Um, you know, obviously a huge accomplishment getting out of school finally. And uh, let's go ahead and jump right into things, Joey. The biggest news, uh, I mean, this week in Tuscaloosa, we, we're, we're going to talk about some recruiting a little bit later. That might be the biggest news. But um, a little bit on the basketball side of things, Alabama. Alabama officially announced that they will be playing Clemson in the Holiday Hoops Giving event in, in Atlanta, State Farm Arena, home of the Atlanta Hawks. They're going to be playing Clemson um, in, a, you know, in an 18 deal. Not, not a tournament, of course, uh, but it is a, a quadruple header. So um, it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Auburn versus Memphis, Dayton versus Mississippi State, and then LSU versus South Florida um, in a day on December 12th, and just a day filled with um, hoops. And SEC fans have got to love this one, right? It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, don't forget that on November 27th, there's also a matchup between Georgia Tech and Kentucky. Um, that'll be another good one. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a fun time, you know. Of course, in recent memory, Alabama and Clemson have developed quite a rivalry on you know on the gridiron, and it's going to be fun to see you know it translate over to the hard court. And um, you know, Nate Oates has talked about how this is a great opportunity for the team and um, getting them some exposure on a national level. And um, this is a great great non conference matchup, you know, right at the tail end of of non conference play, headed into the SEC play in January. Yeah, Nate Oates obviously not scared to play anyone anywhere. Uh, you know, this matchup, you remember Tevin Mack from uh, two years ago, Joey? Yeah. You know, I wish this game was happening uh, last year because we would have saw Alabama versus Tevin Mack. It would have been the Tevin Mack game. Um, if <laughs> Listeners, if you don't remember, Tevin Mack, he transferred from Texas to Alabama, sat out a year, played one season with the Crimson Tide, and then uh, his final year of eligibility played with the Clemson Tigers last year. Um, I would have loved to have seen uh, Tevin Mack um, go. I, I saw I saw Herb uh, and him kind of talking about it on uh, Instagram in the comments, and Herb was like, man, I wish this would have been, you know, this past year. Uh, so it was, uh, it was it was funny. But, yeah, this would have this been the Tevin Mack game, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tevin Mack was never one to sit still for very long, and it would have been a great matchup. I'm excited for – I'm really excited. You know, I'll, I'll, obviously I'll, I plan on making the trip down there. I'm sure a lot of Alabama fans will. And you know, Clemson didn't have a bad season last year. They were they finished 20-14 and 14 overall. Of course, they they finished uh, – that's good enough to get you eighth in the, in the ACC because, you know, of course that's a packed basketball conference. But – um, very excited to see what they can do this year, and uh, it'll be an opportunity for Nate Oates to get a really big win. 
Yeah, and it really puts the program on a big uh, national stage. And, you know, you look at the list of games just that day for Alabama fans to just go and watch basketball. You've got you're right, LSU, South Florida, Dayton, Mississippi State. And then um, the, the, it looks – I mean, the times haven't been announced, but Auburn-Memphis is probably going to be the headliner for this event. Um, you know, this is this is what I would call the Jalen Green game. You know, uh, Bruce Pearl and uh, Penny Hardaway can fight it out to see uh, who, who should have got uh, Jalen Green before he headed off to the G League. You know, I was surprised. I was reading about you know the Auburn and Memphis game earlier today. I was surprised. You know, Auburn and Memphis have only played once in hit in, the, in both schools' history, um, dating back to January second, nineteen fifty three. Um, Auburn beat them seventy eight sixty four on the road. Um, but I was, that was quite surprising to me. Um, you know, both teams are a pretty historic. T- uh, well, at least Memphis is a pretty historic team, and Auburn has been good lately. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, that matchup coming up in December. Yeah, going to be a fantastic day of hoops. And, you know, the week before in Atlanta, the SEC football championship. So Atlanta might be the hot spot for, uh, for most of the month of December for uh, Crimson Tide fans. Um, Joey, let's oh, – one more quick note on, on basketball and the schedule just in general. Uh, per John Rothstein, you know, he, he's broke uh, a couple of these Alabama matchups. Alabama's playing host to Furman and Vermont in the home non-conference schedule. And then also Alabama will be taking a trip up to Yale this season. Um, didn't see that one coming at all. Um, you know, obviously Jordan Bruner is, uh, is, is, you know, he's a Yale transfer coming into Alabama. So he'll be making his way back to, uh, back to his home up in New Haven. Um, you know, he's obviously South Carolina native, but, uh, going up to his college, uh, his former college home up in New Haven, a uh, really small gym up there, but it just proves Nate Oates will play anyone anywhere. He'll play anyone anywhere. And I'm really looking forward to that game. There'll be a lot of really fun headlines before, during, and after that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one's going to be good. Uh, I think that gym. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, it only it holds less than three thousand people. Oh goodness gracious! Quite different. I'll see him. Quite different. But let me let me look this up real quick. I want to say it only holds um, less than three thousand. <laughs> we uh, we'll have to start a hashtag like hashtag ta- um, Yale Takeover or something and take. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, capacity. Um, it appears to be 2,532. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that's that's insane. I know it was crazy a couple years ago when Avery Johnson said, hey, let's go to Stephen F. Austin and play there, um, which obviously the Stephen F. Austin um, coach, um, his, na- his name is drifting from me. But when he when Alabama played St- uh, Stephen F. Austin this year, he was so grateful from, for that. Um, that, that Alabama decided to come there, and it looks like you know, um, you know, obviously Nate Oates is doing a similar situation, taking Alabama up to Yale, up to the Ivy League. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, I for somehow that 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 went past me. I hadn't heard about Yale, so I'm really excited for that one. I wish I could make the trip up there, but I'll probably have to watch that one on the couch at home if if it's even able to be broadcast. <laughs> oh no, no, it will definitely be broadcast. It will be somewhere on maybe SEC Network, you know. Well, I don't know if it's on the LCC Network since it's not an SEC home game, but maybe ESPNU, ESPN2. Um, but, yeah, obviously those dates will be later. The non-conference schedule should be coming out uh, pretty pretty soon, probably in the next month or so. You know, they've had a lot more time to, to work out some kinks there. Um, you know, Alabama also going to Maui this year, so that should be exciting. But let's flip the conversation now, Joe. Let's go to football recruiting. Ja'Cory Brooks. Now, this podcast is going to be released um, Friday morning. He is set to commit. Uh, he's set to announce his commitment um, at three o'clock Central Time. That's four o'clock Eastern. So three o'clock Central. Um, so if you know if you're listening to this uh, later on in that evening, later on in the afternoon, he's already committed. 
So let's talk about the player, right? It's Corey Brooks, 6'3", 185 pounds from South Florida. First off, Jerry, how many times have you heard Alabama after South Florida wide receivers? <laughs> Not incredibly often. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like, you just look at it. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy. <laughs> and you look at the other 2021 commit, Ajayi Hall, guess what? He, he's, he's a Florida guy. And, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, there's something in the water down there. I don't know what it is with the state of Florida just producing wide receivers at just an ungodly level. Yeah, nothing. there must be something in the water. It seems like it seems like every recruiting class, there's at least one or two wide receivers that are at least targets of Nick Saban down in Florida. I don't know if he just had a great experience when he was down there coaching in Miami and saw the talent down there and brought it to Tuscaloosa or what. But, no, you're exactly right. There's a lot of uh, wide receiver um talent down there and Jacory Brooks is just another prime example of what great wide receivers can come out of the the panhandle so yeah so you know you look at this 24 7 sports composite he's a top 40 player the number three wide receiver overall in this class obviously wide receivers are position of need for Alabama um you know they're they're gonna want to get four guys um that's the number I, I believe they put on it four guys in this class already got a Jai Hall um, but right now Alabama Alabama is looking like the pick um you know, if you had a gun to my head uh, a few days ago, I mean, he just announced on Thursday he was going to be making this commitment. So if you had a gun to my head earlier, I, I would have said Florida. Um, but, you know, the contact has been there between him um, and Coach Saban. He was even, you know, on Thursday on the phone with Coach Saban. Um, so Alabama stayed in touch. They've done their due diligence. Um, Coach Wiggins, Coach Huff. Um, so, but, you know, let's, let's talk about the players some more, some of his skill set, man. Um, you had a really good comparison for him before we before we started uh, talking on here. Yeah, I was uh, watching some film before we were, you know, of course, recorded this podcast, and I was. Uh, he reminds me of a of a larger Jerry Judy, um, and that's because you know I was watching his film, and he doesn't have the speed um, at the opening regional back in February, uh, back in last February in 2019. He ran a 40 of 4.83, so he doesn't have that rug speed. But what he he makes up for it in his route running ability, his size, his strength, and he's got a mean cut, especially at the line of scrimmage. Um, if you watch his highlights and watch some of his film, you see he makes some really good cuts, throws men off his routes, um, really good at shaking players down the field. Um, and yeah, if I had to compare him, you know, Jerry Judy, as of right now, you know, even in the NFL, he's only six foot one. Um, this guy is uh, pushing is six foot two, pushing six foot three. Um, he's only about fifteen pounds lighter than Judy right now, but of course, he still has four years to come in and you know get on that college workout program. So yeah, if I had to make a comparison, uh, comparing him to Jerry Judy would be a, a great start. Yeah, you know, his route running speaks for itself, but you know, just a, just a big guy, man. Um, like you're talking about six three. Uh, you know, he's got that speed. He got well. He's got the he's got the strength, the ability to go up and catch the ball in traffic. I really like this kid, um, you know, and I think really Alabama. You look at this recruiting class, right? You've got um, you got Ajay Hall and Quinn Barnes, the defensive tackle from Montgomery, and then you've got Deontay Lawson, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you potentially are going to add Jacory Brooks on Jacory Jacory Brooks on Friday. And what Jacory Brooks and Ajay Hall do? Not to say that Anquan Barnes or, or Deontay Lawson is, but what they do is they attract guys, right? Like like these guys are superstars in their own right. And I know, I mean, I know that might sound like rat poison um, to Coach Saban or, you know, because I mean, because I mean, you know, it's, it's hard dealing with ego. It's hard dealing with, you know, high celebrity like levels as a high schooler. It's hard dealing with that. I couldn't imagine that. But what these guys do is, and if Alabama lands Ja'Cory Brooks, um, which it appears it appears that's going to happen, um, 
what these guys do is is they rec- they they help you recruit, right? They're they're calling guys, they're texting guys. You know, they're want they're you know you're picking up steam, and these are two guys with two um, really 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 elite level um, hands, elite level you know feet. Uh, they've got great ball skills. Um, so they're they're two guys that I think they can that are the foundational points of this 2021 class. Well, speaking of helping them recruit, I mean, you just have to look at Alabama's wide receivers of the, over the past, you know, past decade. I mean, the best some of the best wide receivers in the NFL are from Alabama. You have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and of course Amari Cooper. Now you have Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs joining the ranks. I mean, Alabama. There's there's no question, at least in my mind, that Alabama has been wide receiver you the past decade. And if you're a prospect like Jacory Brooks, there's nowhere more attractive that you know can get you to the next level and get you prepared for the NFL than Alabama. Yeah, and then on the flip side with him, you talk about him in the Florida perspective. Florida wants this. I mean, he they want this kid bad. They want Jacory Brooks desperately. And uh, it, it is kind of funny, you know. Sometimes Joey, I, I look on Twitter. And, um, you know, when, when, they, when these prospects, when they announce, hey, I'm committing, you know, this time, or they announce a top group or whatever, um, it's funny because, uh, like, for example, I'll take Ja'Cory, for example. He was like, I'm committing, right? And then you have all the Florida fans coming in there and just spamming his post with, like, Florida gifts, Florida memes. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you know, you have Alabama coming in there and saying the same thing. And then once the rumors start rolling around – that hey, he might be leaning toward Alabama. It's all the Florida fans are like, oh, the Bagman's coming in. You know, they want to throw up. Oh, the Dodge Charger memes. I, I find that so funny. <laughs> just these uh, these these memes and these gifts with with all these uh, with all these uh, with all these opposing fans. Uh, I love it. Every time uh, the Dodge Charger meme always makes me literally laugh out loud. Um, especially when it comes to basketball or or basketball recruits and you know. It's Gump Twitter is is a prime place if you're into even if you're not an Alabama fan if you love sports memes and uh, passionate fan bases there's there are fewer places to to view some high quality stuff than Gump Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see. You know, like I said, three o'clock Central, four o'clock Eastern. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Alabama, I mean, the, the Florida talk looked to be a little bit of smoke, but uh, we will see. And you know, indeed, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want Alabama fans to get their hopes up too high. Because we've seen this even last year, you know, a guy like Eric Gilbert out of Marietta, all signs, again, pointing to Alabama. You know, people were getting their predictions in Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. And what did he do? He said, I'm going to LSU. So, I mean, I really like the prospects who say, hey, I'm going to keep it tight to the chest and not let a lot of information leak out. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey, move, moving on from the recruiting talk, man, let's talk about the next biggest thing, which, you know, ESPN did a three-hour special on, uh, on Thursday night, the NFL schedule release, man. Um, first off, you did a story for us on Bama Central, um, you know, obviously with the Bama slant. What was your biggest takeaway um, from the Alabama perspective about the NFL schedule release? Two is gonna have a is gonna have a tough schedule. <laughs> um, if you look at if you uh, you know if you look at all the teams that you know feature Alabama players, of course, Tua Tagovailoa headlining that 2020 draft class from Alabama. Um, he he comes into Miami. Um, they have the their schedule this season has the third highest 2019 win percentage. Uh, the New England Patriots. If you go solely off of uh, strength of schedule, the New England Patriots have the toughest uh, schedule, and then the New York Jets. But the Dolphins are right there in third with a uh, .529 win percentage um, uh, with their that their opponents have. Um, the Dolphins have a really tough schedule. Um, they open the season in at Gillette Stadium against the New England Patriots. 
They didn't have Buffalo Bills, Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't host the Seattle Seahawks. They then have to fly to uh, take on the the NFC, the NFC champions of last year, the San Francisco 49ers. Tua then has to face, which will be a fun game, then has to play against Henry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry Judy um, at Denver. Um, they take on the Chargers, the Rams, the Cardinals, the Jets, the Jets again. Um, Tua, will be, Tua and Raekwon Davis will be playing against a former teammate there and against the Jets and Quinn Williams. But my favorite game, this will be a must-watch game for me personally, is on Sunday, December 6th. You'll have the two top quarterbacks in the 2020 NFL draft against each other. This is, of course, assuming that Tua gets the start. Um, and Joe Burrow uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals against uh, Tua and Hard Rock Stadium. Then you have the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Patriots, again, be taking a trip to Allegiant Stadium to take on um, Henry Ruggs and the Las Vegas Raiders, and then they close it out with the Bills. So overall, pretty tough schedule. You do have some gimme games here and there, but not an easy schedule if Tua gets to start in his first season. Do you think he should, Joey? Um, that question is still up in the air. Um, I think that they're um, – I'm blanking on the, their current quarterback's name right now for some reason. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh? Yeah, Lee. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Fitzmagic has, uh, you know, has proven himself to be a, um, a solid starter in the NFL, at least over the past couple of seasons. Um, it would not surprise me if Fitzpatrick gets the start this year, especially, you know, Tua is – as much as as healthy as Tua is and how quickly he's recovered, I um it I still think it will be best to sit him for a season. Um, I think that starting and now if Fitzpatrick gets in there and doesn't do you know what the coaches think he should do and doesn't perform very well, maybe start Tua. But to start the season, especially in the preseason, it wouldn't surprise me if we see uh we see a lot of Tua in the preseason, but it wouldn't surprise me if on day one we see Fitzmagic starting. Yeah. Uh- you know, I'm I'm torn on it, right? Like the Dolphins, I don't think their roster is is built for Tua to to come in and play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to give that offensive line a chance. But to your point about the Dolphins having a really difficult schedule for them, what way I like to think about this man is, you know, right now, you know, the Dolphins, you said had the third toughest schedule based on winning percentage from 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's see, I, I just I look at a lot of regression in that, right? Like the Patriots, they lose Tom Brady. It appears they're going with Jared Stidham. Um, so those games obviously aren't as difficult as they once appeared. Uh, the Jags, you know, uh, that's your, you know, your out of division in the AFC. You got the, you know, got the AFC South. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They've got the Jags. Okay. Yeah. You, you that, because they finished at the same level in their divisions. Um, yeah. So the Jags, um, you've got the team like the, I mean, obviously you played the Jets twice. Um, the Bills, the Bills might be a little bit better, but they were still, you know, uh, ten and, they were ten and six last year, um, so you know a playoff team, yes, but you might expect a little bit of regression there. And then the Cardinals, you know, we don't know what Kyler Murray is going to be long term, um, but yeah, the Niners, the Chiefs, that's tough. Um, but who knows, man? A couple of these teams might be due for for a not so hot season, or you know, a bad season. So when people say, "Oh, we got the toughest schedule," well, like you don't know that because rosters change altogether, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but now, you know, some matchups I'm really looking forward to, um, you look at the schedule, just talking about the new Alabama draft class, uh, you've got, you know, Jerry Judy is going to be able to play, um, you know, he's always with the Broncos. He's gonna be able to play Tua, right? Uh, mm-hmm. he's going to play the Patriots. He's so he's going to go against former teammate Anthony Jennings. He's going to play against the, uh, Tampa Bucks. So OJ Howard there, you know, we could go list every single game and there's going to be Alabama flavors in it. 
Um, but I, but I think you know if you look at Alabama guys in this draft who are going to be most impactful, I think in year one, I think you, I mean you've got to look at Jerry Judy, right? And I think his schedule, the team schedule, works really well for uh, for what the Broncos want to do and the success they had toward the end of the year with Drew Locke. I think another exciting game for uh, Jerry Judy at the Broncos is he, they play the Las Vegas Raiders not once but twice. So you have you'll have rugs on one side of the field, and then when the other offense comes out, you'll have you'll have Judy. And as competitive as those two guys were at Alabama, obviously friendly competition, you know they're both going to try to upstage each other um, in those games. So I expect a lot of passes, and I expect a lot of a uh, lot of effort from those two players. Um, on let's see, it looks like it's going to be on November tenth, fifteenth, and then the season, the regular season ender on January third. But I think that I think that's going to be a lot of fun seeing those two players on the same field duking it out. Oh yeah, I mean that that's going to be a blast, right? Um, I think of uh, you know just just looking again, you know it's it's crazy, man. Like when you like we were talking about any NFL game you can point to, there's going to be Alabama guys on there, and I don't know if you could ever point to any other program over a ten year stretch where like maybe Miami, uh, but you know their run wasn't um, they had two different runs. You know they had the you know the Miami part one. Um, which was what the the early '90s, late '80s, and then you had them in the early 2000s, um, and now you've got Alabama, obviously. And I just I, I don't think that there's been any other point in history when you can look on and you could just say the amount of players. Like think about it, man. Like between the Ravens and between the Redskins, there's six. I think there's 16 or 17 Alabama players between those two teams. Mm-hmm. I wish my Seattle Seahawks would take it. Would would I take note? Because it seems like it's been forever since Alabama's had a Seahawk other than, other than DJ Fluker, who the Seahawks actually just released a few week, a couple about a week or so ago. <laughs> you got you got Jerron Reed. You got Jerron oh, Reed. You have a deal with Jerron Reed. You're right. Well, maybe we got we got our one. <laughs> yeah, and then you know what, Alabama, all Alabama fans, they're going to have their eyes on Jalen Hurts too, right? Um, that mm-hmm. preseason game with Tua is probably going to be pretty special. Probably, I mean, obviously it's a preseason game, so I mean, how? I mean, it's you know, but it's it's their first time going at each other um, in terms of competition, and they're it's pretty it's going to be pretty awesome jersey swap too at the end of that game. It's a preseason game, but at the same time, you know, if uh, if Hertz and Tua don't end up getting the start, that means that they're more than likely going to see a lot of action in those games. So we we might see them if they were to, we might see them on the field more in that game than we would if they were to play each other in the regular season. So that's assuming they do, they both don't get the start. But you know it'll be a lot of fun. You're absolutely right. That jersey swap at the end is going to be priceless. So finally, Joey, to wrap it all up, I do want to bring this up. We at Bama Central um, are doing a Sports Illustrated cover tournament. Right, we've got 48 different covers. Mm-hmm. We are we are trying to figure out what the best Alabama related cover is, and so we will have a different matchup each and every single day. And the first one was was a cover of Joe Namath um, before the Super Bowl, and Terry Davis. Oh, the second one, I'm excuse me, was Terry Davis picture of him uh, for Alabama against LSU after Alabama um, beat uh, the Tigers, and so that's our first matchup. Our last time I checked, the Joe Namath one was winning. And if you look at the picture of Joe Namath on there, he's just – he's stunning. I'm not going to lie. The facial hair, the mustache is incredible. <laughs> um, Terry Davis, you know, it's a great one too. I mean, you know, that uh, – I mean, just golly. I, I, lo- I love the old-fashioned ones. And mm. these two, I mean, heck, the Terry Davis one's from the 70s. And this uh, – and I mean, heck, the Joe Namath one's from 1968. So I love the old-fashioned look. Mm-hmm. And just that the nostalgia – 
But I mean, you can't you can't go against this Joe Namath one, right? I mean, but look at the whites in his eyes. Look at that facial hair. <laughs> the facial hair got my vote alone. Uh, as soon as I saw this on the site earlier today, I immediately went over to Facebook uh, and 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 cast my vote. Uh, no, I, I I love the I love the picture of Namath. It's a classic. I think it's a statement of the era of that era of football. Um, you know, the, there are few players that define that era of football better than Joe Namath. So he ended up winning that vote. Um, I do like the Alabama one um, with uh, with Terry Davis, just because you know you see that classic helmet, and you see you know he doesn't have any uh, any um, abdomen abdominal pads, which you know a lot of players wear nowadays but you know both are very good covers both define their era but i mean you, you can't go wrong by voting for joe namath yeah um and, and like i said guys this is going to be up i mean this will this by the time this is up this voting will be over so be on the lookout for these covers we're like i said we're gonna have a matchup each and every day vote on facebook alabama on si you can type that in or alabama crimson talent sports illustrator whatever you want to do there or go to twitter at bama central um you can vote there. It's going to be 24 hours. You have to vote for each one. And I have a good idea of which ones are going to go a long way. Um, but uh, but you never know. There could be an upset. We're not going to put seating because that influences votes. We don't want to do that. We want to make it fair. Um, but, yeah, really exciting. So make sure you guys check out Bama Central each day. And make sure you vote on either Facebook or uh, Twitter. Quick, uh, quick question before we go, Tyler. You know, if you're if you were to, you know, going heading into this competition, who, you know, what would you say your your personal favorite um, Alabama cover is of all time? Man, that's tough. Um, that is really tough. I, the tornado one. It, I don't want to say that one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tornado one is obviously up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. I think my personal favorite, just from growing up, has to be the Mark Ingram one, right, where he's going into the over the uh, over the line of scrimmage into the end zone against Texas in that uh, in that, that championship game. I yeah. mean that, and it just says dynasty. Can anyone stop Alabama? And they were asking that in what January of 2010. That's when that game was played, and we're sitting here in May of 2020, and no one has seemed to answer that question yet. Yeah, I, I I do like that cover just because you know if you if you take one quick glance at that cover, it you would you you would think that it would come out like maybe after Alabama had won its third championship, you know, and that was the starting of dynasty. But no, that was Sports Illustrated predicting the dynasty to come, uh, which which was which was really great. I also really like the Too Much Bama cover, which came out you know af- which was came out after the Alabama LSU national championship game. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, gosh, the the rule tied where Alabama won the championship against Notre Dame. I really like that one as well. Those would probably be my top three. Yeah, um, and then you know it's it's gonna be the two hundred one will go far. The second and twenty six one will go pretty far. Um, mm. But yeah, check it out, guys. It will be on our social medias as well. Um, but yeah, really appreciate you hopping on here, Joey. Uh, hope to have you again sometime soon. Absolutely, anytime, Tyler. Thank you for having me.